Welcome to the Life as an Observer podcast. My name is Ryan Bean. I am your host in self-observation. This podcast is an exploration of physical and non-physical self through discussion around yoga, meditation, self-improvement, self-realization, and practices that elevate the mind-body-soul connection. Let's start observing. This episode of Life as an Observer is made possible by patron support. If you'd like to support this program, you can visit patron.podbean.com backslash life as an observer to learn more. Welcome to Life as an Observer. I have a lot to talk to you about today, and I'm really glad that you've decided to to tune in and to, to kind of work a little bit on this connection we have with our mind, our body, and our soul. And you know, I really find that, I, that my deepest connections are either with nature or being immersed in a retreat or some sort of workshop. And I have a lot of those to talk about. So I kind of wanted to just to tell you a little bit about some of the upcoming things that I have going on um, that may interest you. And, and then we'll get into today's topic. But first of all, um, everything that I'm going to talk about here, I'll put down in the show notes. So you don't need to write it all down if you're driving. Just kind of maybe putting it into your uh, your flash memory there in your uh, prefrontal cortex, just kind of putting it in there. But wanted to let you know a little bit about a, a Black Friday sale that I'm doing with Hemp Lucid. Now, I don't do a lot in the way of sponsorships unless it's a really a product that I believe in. And Hemp Lucid was one of the CBD products that I started using, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And it had to do with my cracked feet. They had the salve. And so I just tried it and I just really loved it. It actually fixed my feet from being cracked living in the desert. And then Recently, I was approached by them to become an ambassador for them, and I've been using their products, some of their tinctures and some of their um, capsules and whatnot, and I'm really finding a lot of good things working to help me with my own healing work, my PTSD from the military and even some of the insomnia that I deal with. And so they sent me some products that I'm really excited to tell you about. They're they're Delta-8 gummies and these oral strips. I just, I love them because they're super effective and they taste good and they're vegan. And it's just really wonderful to have another product on the market that doesn't give you anxiety. It doesn't give you paranoia. Um, you don't wake up groggy. You just feel good and you're able to get some good sleep. And so in in the uh, the description below, I'm going to leave a little bit of a link. It's a kind of like a Black Friday link. It's going to get you 50% off of your order with the discount code that I'll provide down below. Um, highly recommend it. Again, I don't really sponsor any kind of products on this on this podcast but I just really really believe in this product and I like that they're made in the state that I live in and I'm really uh, I like their customer care so uh, something that I that I trust and I am willing to put my name on the line to offer it to you to kind of tell you a little bit about this check out the box below if you're interested in getting Delta 8 CBN or CBD products from them now along with that, if they have some functional mushroom stuff that I've been working with lately that is a really nice, really, really nice for sleep. So coming up next week, by the time this comes out, it's maybe too late, but I'm going to be in back in Georgia in Brunswick, Georgia at the hostel in the forest for activate, which I'm doing with my friend, Anya Amador, Veronica Rose and Chris Dyer, uh, really amazing retreat for art and meditation. Really excited to come to you for that. Um, I'm sure we'll be doing more out there. If you want to learn more about activate, in the Activate Retreat, you can see that at expansion, uh, expansionretreats.com. Um, starting when I get back, so what, the 18th 
Um, I'm doing a, a psychedelic mixer, we'll call it a mix and mingle with those practitioners who are interested in learning more about the ketamine space and actually just sharing, um, you know, an evening with other um, therapists, other um maybe even doctors and nurses who work in the psychedelic space, at least in this region. And we're doing this in Sugar House, so up near Salt Lake City. On the 18th, I will leave the Evite if it's something that you'd like to attend. Um, it's just a, a, just a gathering to get to know everyone and maybe shake a few hands and say hello to you if you're interested in learning more about the psychedelic space and some of the work we're doing with ketamine and other, um, and, and other molecules. Um, would love to chat with you in Salt Lake on the 18th. So when I get back from that on the 21st, I'm actually doing an online summit. This is free. This is an online free breathwork summit that I'm doing with my collective, the language of breath. Now, lots going on with the language of breath, including the course being released, which you'll see a link for that below the breath source app, which is coming out, uh, maybe just as we speak and some retreats, a book coming out. There's a lot happening um, as it relates to the, the language of breath. And this is an online summit that I'd like you to maybe participate in. It's free. You just get on there and register yourself and, uh, and join us on the 21st. It'll be at 7 o'clock uh, Eastern time on the 21st. Now, I do have some group um, ketamine breath work sessions coming up. I will post those below for the 16th and the 30th in Salt Lake City and St. George respectively. Um, and then I am down in Vegas doing Wim Hof Method Fundamentals, uh, the 4th of December in a yoga class. So if you want to come take yoga with me, I'll be in Henderson at Vibe 28 on 12.3 and Wim Hof Method on 12.4. Now we have a, a retreat coming up um, after Activate. This one's in January and it's at Flanagan's Resort in Springdale, Utah. This is just right at the mouth of Zion's, and they have this amazing uh, spa they just opened up. And I'm working with some other practitioners to do kind of an immunity health retreat, really how to, you know, create a healthy immune system. And we're doing that at 1.5 to 1.8 at Flanagan's. I'll put the link down there. I'm going to be teaching some stuff like breathwork, Wim Hof Method, getting outside, doing some canyoneering. Um, there's other practitioners that are be doing some other of uh, their modalities there, and it's just a really great reason to be at Zion when there's not a whole lot of people there and it's gorgeous with snow on the red rocks. Oh, so amazing. I'll put some links below. If you have some questions, you can send them to me if you'd like. Um, finally for this retreat or sorry for this podcast, I'm gonna talk about one more retreat, which is the inspire fest, which is going to be happening at Homestead ranch resort. Uh, recently posted a few pictures of this resort on my Instagram page. If you're following, it's just Ryan Bean Yoga. You can go over there and there's some pictures there of me there and maybe in my story and a few other places, but we're doing, I'm doing Inspire Fest with my friend, uh, Jesse Coomer. Now, all the stuff I was telling you about with language of breath is also with Jesse Coomer. So all the, the books and the online summits, well, this is going to be our first like breath work retreat. And right now it's called Inspire Fest. Who knows? Maybe we'll change it to Language of Breath Fest or something like that. But right now it's Inspire Fest, and that's what we're, we're sticking with. And it was, it's essentially it's a breathwork retreat for the Language of Breath Collective. Now this is happening on 428, and it's just a two-nighter. Um, you can come easily into St. George or to Vegas or you know, we're not very far away from any of them. I'll leave the Eventbrite link below in the description and you are welcome to investigate that. See if it makes sense for you to come learn language of breath from us. Now, next year we're gonna be doing a certification. So those who are interested in certifying would need to take our online course first and then 
Um, you can attend the, the weekend with your application if we choose you to join us in Silverton, Colorado in July. So a lot happening with that. I'm also doing some certifications with my uh, trademark pending ketamine breathwork uh, facilitators training. We have a training coming up in December, which may be a little bit difficult for you to attend now, but um, we will do another one next year. So if you're interested in you know entering the psychedelic space, or interested in learning more about breathwork, I think you've come to the right the right podcast. So thanks for uh, letting me jump into this. Those who are you know. Uh, patron members of this page thank you you're really who keep it alive i haven't taken any any ads on this page since we've started it on our podcast um, the closest thing to it is some ambassadorships and some sponsorships but we haven't played any ads across the uh across the podcast because of your donations so thank you uh for supporting this even down to a dollar or uh more uh gets you kind of a monthly access to some free content that is not released. So when I'm not um, able to release a podcast, the patrons are able to listen in on some of the stuff that I'm creating um, at times when I just don't have time or I'm traveling and I can't create another podcast. So you may want to jump on over there. Even for your dollar donation per month, you're getting access to more content if you like this. So anyway, let's jump right into today's topic. All right, just jumping into today's topic, I wanted to talk a little bit about the do's and don'ts of altered states and specifically altered state breathwork and including some information around ceremony with psychedelics and just kind of creating space. I have been in many spaces lately uh, with breathwork and with uh, working with psychedelics and noticing that there's some consistencies through practitioners and clinicians, but also there's some inconsistencies. And so I wanted to sort of address those today and then finish up today with a, uh, a breath work, which I think is a appropriate for us being at distances. You're going to be listening to me. I'm not going to be there with you. So we're just one that is um, appropriate um, and effective, but yet not some of the don'ts that I'm going to talk to you about today. So today I want to start a little bit with, um, there's a, a quote out there by Yogi Bijan, and he's referring to Kundalini yoga when he says this, but he says, keep up and you'll be kept up. Keep up and you'll be kept up. And in some regards, I like this. Um, in some regards, I think that it's an appropriate thing because sometimes we do give up on ourselves. But if I were to add to what Yogi Bijan is saying here, is that there are some times where we need to listen to our internal chemistry, our internal alchemy, and decide what is best for us, not what's best for the masses. So as it relates to psychedelic work, as it relates to breath work, not everything is the same. Not every person, their nervous system is the same. And for every person, their history, their triggers, their traumas, what they're going through is not the same. So we have to keep that in place. So first thing I want to do is talk about the do's. And I have, I don't know how many here that I wrote down, maybe eight of them, um, that talk about some of the do's and then I have maybe another eight or so that are the don'ts. Um, remember in the, in the intro here, I talked about a online summit that's happening in November. And we're going to get a lot of this in that online summit, um, which is November 21st. So uh, the link is in the description there. But first things first, I actually put this as my, my number eight, but I want to move it all the way to the, the front here, um, is, is a consultation with each participant. Now, 
This may be as simple as saying, hey, does anyone in the crowd have a medical condition that I should know about? Whether that be uh, pregnancy, which I think is a, is a really important one to, to address as we don't want to create a imbalance nor um, activation that creates more adrenaline and cortisol, especially in, in different hormones and dopamines that happen um, that are going to influence the fetus. So a consultation that maybe talks about uh, history with seizures, um, circulatory system, um, even traumatic brain injuries. Some of these should be addressed before leading a group in an altered state or in a, any kind of breathwork session, really. And this could, uh, remember, as I refer to, a, as I say, ceremony, I'm really meaning um, breathwork and potentially psychedelic sessions. Um, each one of them are going to be different depending on what the, the molecules that you're working with. So I'm not going to go deep into the, each molecule today, but just kind of keep in mind, as I say, ceremony. That's I'm referring to both. So having a consultation is important. And especially if you're someone who is not a medical doctor or maybe even, even a therapist and you're just guiding people through breath work or you're guiding them through ceremony, but you should at least still have a small amount of information regarding each person that's participating. Now, once you have that information, some of that information might be, you know, point of contact, um, should there need to be a, an emergency number or um, some of their history, even writing it down and keeping uh, a record, keeping a record of what happened in that session um, so that that person can refer back to it. Now, and when you do ketamine breath work, which is our uh, trademark pending uh, protocol through uh, Satori, I do a trip report with everyone where I kind of write down what the breath work is they did and maybe what some things that came up during the session um, in addition, um, writing a few things like I take everyone's blood pressure and heart rate in their in their pulse. Oc I use a pulse oximeter also just to see kind of where they're at with oxygen saturation. So we're taking a few data points to know the alchemy and to know kind of where they're at that day. Now, in addition to that, I'm, I'm going to go into the first, well, I guess that was the first one, but the second one here on the list, which is creating a safe and comfortable space. Now, creating that safe and comfortable space is not just about putting out some pillows. I think that it's also that there won't be someone that comes in, um, so you won't be interrupted, um, and that it is comfortable, sure, but also safe from intrusion, um, also a safe place where someone feels they are in a place where they can trust the, the clinician guiding them. So creating some rapport ahead of time is really, really important not reading your resume, not telling them all the other famous people that you've done work with. That's not creating a safe space. That's just ego. What is safe is saying, I have done thousands of these or how many of you have done. And this is kind of your track record. And this is sort of the data that you've got from this. And this is some of the information that you know that you can offer. What I like to do is I like to offer a CO2 tolerance test and I do a, a breath mechanics wave with them, just kind of showing them some of the techniques that will um, sort of qualify and quantify what I'm doing, kind of letting them know some of the brain work that's happening with um, moving into limbic mind, kind of some of the parts of the brain that we're going to be addressing, and giving a little bit of science along with the technique of CO2 tolerance testing, the breath wave, and teaching these pieces so that the, the person who is pra practicing, the practitioner, realizes that they're in safe hands. 
And that helps really drive down anxiety, especially if it's someone doing this for the first time. So the third thing is really just to review the technique that, that you're going to be using. Review several techniques. I don't teach with just one technique. So, I mean, there are times when I'm teaching Wim Hof method, that is the method that we use and that's the teaching and that's the process. But when I'm teaching breath work um, to a larger group, maybe through um, our ketamine assisted breath work, or if I'm doing it as breath as medicine, which is a class I teach, or if I do another um, type of breath work, maybe an altered state, or uh, through the language of breath collective, we will offer several techniques that give the practitioner options to move away from maybe something that is too activating and to go back to a home base where they can feel a little bit more at ease. So the fourth step, review what could happen. Just going through some of the activation that we sometimes see, whether whether it be ringing in the ears, whether it be tetany, where you have a locking of the hands or feet, or where you have a tingling or change in temperature, maybe even some anxiety. Now, I try to teach uh, my altered state breaths with a balanced breath, uh, keeping the noradrenaline lower um, and less activation in the locus ceruleus for, for that particular chemical. But there could be some anxiety around it. There could be some lightheadedness. And just letting them know that that's okay, that that is safe. Now, when we move into the fifth step here, I always start with a, an introspection. Now, this kind of goes along with the, the language of Breath Collective's five tenets by really addressing the conscious and unconscious self and starting with that awareness is the foundation to all positive change and really kind of going into this introspective self like why am i here what am i doing here today starting out slow and really feeling your way emotionally into the practice rather than just jumping into a technique that is triggering and jarring and um i've seen several of these i'll just tell you that i've I've been to a session lately that would just started right into the triggering and jarring and trying to you know address crying is better and emotions are better and that you should let go and don't quit on yourself and it was very very triggering and in a, in a way, very irresponsible. Now, maybe you've been to some of these kind of breathwork sessions where you are kind of thrown in, and for some, it may be very healing. I was talking to my friend Jesse, who he's been on here on the podcast, and it's telling him, and he used the, the analogy that intentions are there, you know? I think that no one wants to hurt anybody, and we actually want to help people with healing, no matter who the practitioner is, or sorry, the clinician is, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? So really being more educated and being a little bit more um, general as you teach will help giving people lots of options, giving them the ability to feel as though it's their practice, not them being drug into a, a very triggering situation. The same thing has happened with our ketamine breathwork protocol. And we find that through utilizing the oral version of ketamine, along with um, adding this really beautiful breath work that we're not dragging practitioners into a psychedelic session. They're actually feeling as though they are very much in kind of in charge of what's happening rather than being drugged into the psychedelic experience, which causes a lot of anxiety. So we're really trying to, to start here with introspection in both these scenarios just to see where they're at that day. Now, as a clinician or, or a guide in this, there needs to be some holding of space, especially as we move away from our cheetah or our prefrontal cortex, our thinking mind, and moving into more the, 
the hypothalamus and in the amygdala and some areas of the limbic mind where we're seeing that activation, even the locus ceruleus seeing some activation. Um, holding space is going to be key. And as one person, it's hard to hold space for more than 10 people. I'm just going to be really real. As much as it's nice to, to do that, um, part of the language of Breath Collective, we try to you know, bring in other practitioners. When I'm doing ketamine breath work, I have assistants and those who are holding space because first things first, if there is someone who has one of those uh, things that could happen, you know, maybe they start crying or wailing or having a, a, it's very distracting for others, especially if you as the facilitator need to stop what you're doing to hold space for them. You just can't do it. You need to have someone else be there to do that. So having uh, assistance or help or s people who are sober or not participating in the event is key. And I'd like to say at least one to 10 ratio, more is better, but one to 10 ratio is probably pretty good. And that's kind of where I would hold it at. I have held groups larger than this, but I usually will make sure that it's not as triggering or activating, make it very soft, very, very easy. And you'll kind of see that today as we do the breathwork practice, that it'll be one that is not super deep, but deep enough to where you can go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could go deeper with this if I was on a one-on-one. -on -one. I could feel how I could be held in this space. So that's a couple of the the do's. And the last, the last one that I want to give you, I guess the eighth one, is that there must be integration. If you're doing really deep breath work, you're doing really deep psychedelic session, integration must happen. It can't just be like, okay, that thanks for joining. See you. Have fun with your traumas that came up. <laughs> you know, it really needs to be like, what happened here? How do you feel? What is something you'd like to express? Asking a lot of questions, a lot of inquiry from you as the facilitator to the practitioners and also allowing there to be time and grace. So a lot of these really triggering breathwork sessions, um, a lot may come to the surface. And for some, it might be very healing to just letting it go. But for others, stuff comes to the surface and they don't know what to do with it. And you as the clinician or the guide here need to be able to offer time to integrate whatever came up and also to be able to offer additional services to help with this um, in, the, in the following days. Um, because for, for many, especially in a psychedelic experience, a lot of it is ineffable. There's just, there's just not, it's just not there. We're just having like this um, activation in locus ceruleus and maybe this pulsing in the locus ceruleus where we're allowing new neural connections and pathways to be kind of created, moving away from the old ones. But then what happens as we move into these unknown spaces, we tend to kind of, uh, for many, um, say, well, what's next? Or what can I do with this information now? And I'm feeling different and needing somebody to guide them past that one hour you spent with them of teaching them how to breathe in, a, in, a, in an altered state. But now what? What's next? Where can we go from here? And how can I help you to be able to manage this? Um, here are some tools. Here is additional breath work. Here is a meditation. Here is um, my course that's coming out. Here is ways to book appointments with me one-on-one. -on -one. There's got to be more than just like, thank you for coming, goodbye. Because really, that's a transactional, um, that's really a transactional relationship. And I think as we move deep into this space, and then what I'm going to say here and the final do here is this integration. People are coming to you and you're building this trust and rapport. 
And they're giving you access to their autonomic nervous system, which is the deepest part of the subconscious. This is where, you know, we decide how we breathe and how the heart rate is and how the eyes dilate and how your reproductive systems are turning on and off. And all this stuff is based upon our DNA. This is something that we were born with all the way back to the cave people days. But the thing is, we haven't changed, um, you know, our DNA necessarily, um, maybe at certain points of it, but not all of our DNA has changed from the time of we were cave people. So, you know, um, as we have these activations and we're giving people our, this access to the autonomic nervous system, we have to also give a little bit of grace and say, thank you for trusting me to guide you. And I feel responsible as a guide to take you back. So really we're looking at this modern human condition where we look at ourselves as this conscious and unconscious self. And we use the breath kind of as the language and the awareness as the, as the ears, as we listen. And here we are listening and we're listening and we feel this activation and this person has taken us through this activation. We would expect that they would be there to help us kind of fight the rest of the battle or at least guide us to another person who can help us fight the rest of that battle. So I'm saying this mostly to the clinicians and and guides out there. People who sit with you in breath work or through psychedelic sessions are trusting you with their autonomic nervous system and the deepest part of them. And as the guide, you need to be able to hold space. You need to be able to integrate and hold space and to be, take them through this journey that is safe, not just a lot of emotion, not just a lot of screaming and wailing. And then there you did, you do your job. That's the ego speaking the heart and the compassion of the heart says I'm here for as long as it takes at least to facilitate. So let's talk about the don'ts. Let's talk about the don'ts through these ceremonies, breath work and whatnot. First thing is don't tell others what they should feel. You can tell them what they can feel, not you should feel sadness. You should feel pain. You should feel activation. You should because really in an accessible fashion, like especially an accessible yoga practice, you never tell someone what they should feel. You tell them what could come up and what might be, but really in an accessible yoga practice, and when I teach, a, I teach this trauma-informed yoga um, once a week in Southern Utah, and it's a lot of inquiry. What would, what would it feel like if? And if you decided to go here, how would that make you feel? And where is this feeling active? And can you? And really just asking a lot of questions about for inquiry, rather than saying you should feel it here and doing this, um, especially as someone who's in an altered state, they may not be hearing every single word that you say because you're really speaking to their subconscious. Some of it was on a way a hypnotherapy. So just telling others what they should feel is quite triggering. How about giving them options saying, if you would like to, you can do this. Or if you feel as though you're too stimulated, you could also go back to your home base or your this. Also offering space that says, here, I'm right here. (laughs) If you need something, I'm right here. Know that you're safe. Continuing to offer things instead of saying, you should feel this way. You should feel active. You should feel stimulated. You should feel triggered. How about you are safe? You're comfortable. Go back to the do's and let them know that whatever's coming up is normal. The second don't is don't push people past what is triggering them. Just be, I see this all the time. Boy, I just triggered me just saying that. Where I see 
an emotional reaction coming out of uh, someone participating and the, the facilitator gets really excited like they did something right by the cries and the screams and all the stuff that comes up in these sessions as though their ego is now satisfied that they were able to guide someone through a hyperventilation session that of course created more oxygen which may feel euphoric at that time but it does not necessarily lead to healing later. It feels, feels good to be in that hypoxic state, and they may be in an altered state mentally because their mind is moving away from the prefrontal cortex into a limbic, but then it goes back to our last piece of the do. you got to integrate that. So don't push past what's triggering, especially if it's your first time doing this. I believe that it takes several sessions to create rapport. I believe it takes several sessions to allow the trust to be there so that you can move into what I would say is a triggering or at least an altered state that you can move through some of these, these traumas. I wouldn't do that on the first session with someone unless it was a one-on-one. -on -one. I would not do that in a group session. A one-on-one, -on -one, if someone says, I trust you, I believe you can help me, let's do it, I'm ready. I would definitely prepare them and then take them to that. So. The third is to don't go beyond your training and preparation. So you need to prepare for each session. You need to, um, you know, do what you know, but don't try to elaborate. Don't try to teach new techniques. Don't try to push yourself past your training and preparation. We try through some of my trainings to um, give all the tools we need to for, to our facilitators, but we don't always say go as deep as you can and make them feel this certain way. We say, you know, you need to definitely do a bunch of sessions with other people. I think through our ketamine breath, um, I, I do five sessions with each one of my trainees so that they're able to feel pretty confident. And then I encourage them to stick together as teams to work together, obviously, for holding space, for integration, and also to not go beyond what they're prepared for because you never know what's going to come up. You never know if somebody's going to have a blackout, a seizure. They're going to be crying. You never know if they're going to sit up and scream and yell. You don't know what's going to happen. Each session is going to have its variety of surprises. Some of them may go really well. And that's why I guess I say so maybe even 80% of them might go really well with nothing. People just breathing, doing their thing and feeling great afterward. But what happens when it doesn't go so great? If you're not prepared, then you could actually create more trauma for that individual and for the whole room if you're not prepared. So coming in prepared is key. Now, the fourth kind of goes along with this, but don't do large groups without support. You have to have support. You have to have multiple people holding space and you really need to be able to have the facility that allows it to be comfortable to do that. I have a, a, a class that I do uh, once a month and we actually had to move it to a new facility because I needed to have a more comfortable and safe space um, to be able to prepare back to our number, you know, number two after the consultation of the do was to create a safe and comfortable space and to be able to, be, to really have it in a place that was comfortable and people would, would be able to feel comfortable um, letting go. But I also don't make it so big where I can't support the whole group. So don't have large groups with the support. And then I guess that the, the final assumption here and the don't with holding space and these breath work and then these um, maybe psychedelic sessions is don't assume that one technique will work for every person. That one technique is going to be the, the end all. And I see this a lot, especially as it relates to people 
um, suggesting, well, you should just take this particular psychedelic. It'll change your world, whether it be, you know, combo or ayahuasca, abogaine, whatever. And they're saying you should try this because this is going to fix your trauma. Well, that is not true. It is not true. That is an assumption that you are making based upon your experience. But I will tell you that starting light and working your way in is better. This is really why I love uh, being a ketamine practitioner is because it's very predictable. And for the most part, I have a good idea of what each person per kilogram, how the ketamine will affect them. And I also believe through our own research and data and testing that the breath work is creating a space in which it's less anxiety driven um, and also that you're more in control. Now, we, we, we wrote a, a, a case study, which I have a link in the show notes down there to a psychedelic um, psychiatry journal that we kind of talked about what we found so far. Now, we're looking for, for additional grants and funding so we can do more tests to really see what's happening in the blood and even through fMRIs. But anecdotally, we have a good idea of what's happening and we can sort of assume that this technique works for most. However, I will tell you, as people sit in, my, my, in the clinic in my chair, I make changes based upon their experience. It goes back to the consultation. The number one to do thing is sitting with them, consulting with them, seeing why they're there. Is it for anxiety, depression, C CRPS, like chronic pain? Is it for suicide ideation? What is the reason why we're here? And then I do an intention setting with them doing these trip reports. In doing that, I'm not making an assumption that what I did to the person, you know, with the person before them will work for them. I am simply saying here is, is, an, is an offering and let's work through this together. So the don'ts, maybe, I'm sure there's way more, and you may have a few. If you want to comment or send me a message about other things that are don'ts, please do. But creating that safe and comfortable space is kind of a really broad one. I offer masks sometimes, or we put on blankets. Um, again, you may be adding all kinds of things or removing things. The music might be live or recorded. Um, you might have... Uh, different techniques that you're that you're using, um, and there may be some additional things that you things that you shouldn't do. You know, maybe some people say don't let them sit, only laying down. I think that you can do both, but again, have a list of do's and don'ts for your groups, and really adhere to them. Now, I'm going to guide us through um, what I would consider a a pseudo altered state breath work, one that you can do while laying down or seated, but not while driving or participating in anything. So if you'd like to participate in that, I'm gonna switch over to that. Um, if you're listening while driving, then you can just listen. Don't participate in the breath, please. Um, and you'll kind of hear some of the do's and the don'ts through the, the beginning or the introduction to this breath work, the introspection piece of it. And then we'll move through that session and um, you'll get some of the ideas of, of how I believe an altered state breath work can be done remotely as a first step. Now, if you wanted to go deeper into this breath work, um, again, you can join my, my retreats. I have several of them coming up in the show notes. I have them written there. Um, and that's, we go a little bit deeper when I'm right there in front of you. Um, and also through one-on-one -on -one sessions, I can, can guide a little bit deeper sessions. But this one is a really great place for everyone to begin with learning about their breath and how it can become a tool for healing.
Let us begin just by noticing our breath. If you're driving, maybe pull over. If you're in a nice safe space, you are welcome to just begin breathing in a way that makes sense to you. Noticing if it's deep, noticing if it's shallow. Just simply beginning to notice what is happening with your breath. If it's in the belly, let it be in the belly. If it's in the high end of the chest, let it be high into the chest. Just noticing what's becoming available here as you begin to breathe. I'm gonna offer some home base places we can return to. If you're feeling a little bit too active, you can always come back to this home base. Also wanting to create some mechanics and cadence around this particular breath. Know that you're welcome to follow my cues or my instruction, or you're also welcome to ignore them completely and go into what makes sense for you. Beginning to breathe in through the nose. Offer a deep inhalation that originates at the nose, goes to the belly, expands the ribs, lifts the heart, and then releasing from top to bottom. You're welcome to make as much noise as you need to in this practice of breath work. Not forceful, but just enough activation that you really feel like you're bringing something in. Maybe there's a reason we're breathing together today. You're trying to learn something about your health, creating alkalinity within the body, or just simply finding a way to be a little bit more present. No matter what it is, maybe you draw that in in your next breath, letting the belly expand, the ribs expand, the heart lift. And then as you release, what are you letting go of? Letting go of expectation. non-acceptance of self or that you can evolve whatever it is that you are letting go on our next breath we expand bringing in what we like what is that feels good and then letting go with your exhale that that is not serving the purpose of our breath work today i want you to continue to breathe in this way in through the nose and out through the nose I'm going to begin to create a cadence for us, beginning with our home base. Now, this particular home base is called the cadence of bliss. And it is four counts in, seven counts hold, and then an eight count release. At the end of a few rounds like this, we'll begin to amplify or quicken the pace into our altered state or superventilative breath. Maybe starting with four counts in, four counts out to keep it balanced and to keep the noradrenaline levels low so we can enjoy this practice but still getting us to a place of activation we'll have a few retention times and a neutral lung and then have recovery breaths let's practice our neutral lung here by breathing in all the way to the top and as you exhale release release feeling the shoulders drop feeling the belly drop and getting to this place right here before you're fully exhausted all the air and holding that is your neutral lung all of us together take a full breath in all the way to the top originating in the belly and then all the way to the heart then releasing fully let's start our cadence here by breathing in now for a count of four three two 
One now hold. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Now release for eight. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Breathe in. Four counts all the way to the top. Two and one. Now hold. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Now releasing all the way down. Two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight. Breathe in. Belly expands. The heart lifts. You are opening and holding here. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now release. Eight counts. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Let's take one more all the way to the top. Belly expands. The ribs expand. The heart lifts. Hold. Seven counts here at the top. As you release, release all the way down. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. All of us together, full breath in all the way to the top. That is your home base. Holding at the top. Maybe take another little sip. In through the nose and releasing through the mouth with a sound like this. move into our super ventilative breath with a full breath in all the way to the top belly ribs and heart expand and then releasing all the way down all the way down here we go we're going to start with the four count in in two three four now out two three four breathe in two three four then exhale two three four continue this rhythm of four count in and four count out letting the belly expand letting the ribs expand maybe you're closing your eyes if you're not driving or you're somewhere safe but continue to move the breath as though it is a wave coming into the belly rising to the heart and expanding all the way up as you breathe four counts in and four counts out regardless of what you hear with the music continuing to keep this as a balanced breath will keep the adrenaline the noradrenaline down that's inhibiting the anxiety and maybe some of the stresses that come along with this breath but we are certainly trying to challenge the breath let's all do this together taking a breath in two three four then exhale two three four breathe in two three four then exhale two three four then releasing two three four and then breathe in all the way up expanding through the belly the ribs and then the heart and then releasing all the way down here we go let's all just take a, a nice giant breath in here all the way to the top and hold and a full release all the way down we're going to start to activate again here we go starting with our next inhale in two three four then exhale two three four breathe in two three four releasing all the way down two three and four all you need to do is think about i'm bringing it in through my nose and maybe releasing through the nose or potentially the mouth if there's too much of a congestion there 
there's too much movement just continuing to breathe in letting the belly expand the heart lift and just sort of feeling the activation if you start to feel a tingling in the hands and the feet a temperature change or even a little bit of lightheadedness this is okay some of you may even feel something called tetany which is the nervous system responding to this breath work we want that it's actually very a good thing for to respond and say you're turning you're asking this to be turned on what do you need human saying I need activation I need uh, the nervous system to respond to this condition of adrenaline and cortisol running through me we're going to begin to amplify this breath you're welcome to keep a four to four breath or let's move to a three count in and a three count out here we go all of us together breathing in all the way to the top and all the way down as we reach the bottom moving into a three count breath in two three and out two three breathe in two three and out two three all the way in two three and exhaling two three just keep moving this breath three counts in and three counts out moving into this first round of our altered state breath before we get to our retention, really check in with yourself. Am I moving my belly here? Am I breathing in through my nose to bring in the nitric oxide? Am I releasing, but maybe not fully, just to a place where I can go neutral and then retake another inhale? In, two, three, and out, two, three. Just expanding and opening. You may feel things moving into the emotional side of the mind, away from the prefrontal cortex and the thinking, Breathing in and expanding. Let's do two more here. In, two, three, and out, two, three. All of us, last one. In, two, three, and out, two, three. All of us together take a giant breath in all the way to the very, very top. Fully in, fully in, all the way up. And a full release all the way down. Here we go, taking one more breath all the way to the very, very top. And release to a neutral lung and hold. 60 seconds of a retention here. I want you to notice the heart rate. Maybe noticing if your heart rate is fluttering. And just slow it down by simply saying, I'm safe, I'm in control. I'm deciding how I feel today. If you need to bring your hands to your heart to notice if it's active, you can do that. Some of you may find that your hands are a little tingly or maybe you hear a ringing in your ears this is all okay if you need to breathe before i cue it it's totally fine we have only about 25 seconds left notice feel breathing in now in a count of five four Three, two, one. All of us together take a giant breath in all the way to the top and hold. Draw awareness up, up, up. All the way to your forehead, drawing this almost a, a sense of squeezing up through the torso, through the face, all this way to the space behind your eyebrows. And release with a sound. Beginning our second round, all of us together take a full breath in. Another sip at the top. 
Releasing with a sound like this. As we get to the bottom, we're gonna move into our four count breath. In, two, three, four. Now out, two, three, four. Breathe in, two, three, four. Now out, two, three, four. Breathing in, belly, ribs, heart expanding, and then release from top to bottom all the way down. Keep this rhythm going of four counts in and four counts out. It's only you here to keep yourself accountable, but you can listen to the cues and feel the activation, noticing it, almost saying, I, I see it, I feel it, there's some activation. And as you feel that activation, settling into it, saying, this is my place where I'm doing breath work, this is what happens to my nervous system, we're going to move into a three count in and three count out for our second and final round. But I'm going to offer an opportunity to do a double inhale, which is sometimes called a shamanic breath for this particular round. It's a double inhale where we breathe in through our nose and then through our mouth, and then we release fully. Continue your four count breath here for just a few more moments longer. And then we'll move into a three count, and then we'll move into a shamanic, and then our retention. Here we go, getting ready for our three count. All of us together, let's just take a full breath in all the way to the top. And a full release all the way down. Moving into our three count. In, two, three, and out. Two, three. Breathe in, belly, ribs, and heart. And then go ahead and let it go top to bottom. You know the rhythm. It's in, two, three, and out. Two, Three. All you need to do is keep moving the breath like it's going into the belly, not pushing like the abs, but just finding that expansion of the diaphragm. And then as you release, feel the settling in, two, three, and out, two, three, breathe in, two, three, and out, two, three. Just simply feeling, maybe getting a little bit active, maybe feeling a warming or a cooling in the body. Continue to breathe all the way three counts in and three counts out in two three and out two three breathe in two three and out two three just a few more like this as you breathe in through the nose rolling the shoulders back as you exhale feeling the tailbone settling draw awareness within your heart rate maybe beginning to become active maybe even a ringing in your ears those who would like to move to a three-part breath getting ready all of us together you can either pick four three count or if you would like a shamanic three-part breath you're welcome to do that all of us together let's just all take a full breath in all the way to the top and a full exhale, letting go. Moving into the choice of your own. I'm gonna cue shamanic breath. In, in, exhale, reset. Nose, mouth, exhale, reset. Nose, mouth, Exhale, reset. In, in, exhale, reset. 
Just continuing to move it as it lifts and opens, still keeping your mechanics here and then releasing. Even though you're double breathing, the belly expands still, the ribs open, the heart lifts, and then you release and reset. In, in, out, reset. Inhale, inhale, exhale, reset. Breathing in, belly, ribs, heart, and then letting go in, two, three, and out, two, three. Just remembering this rhythm. If it's not right on with you, it's okay. You can catch up. You can slow down. You can do what makes sense for you. You might be feeling a little bit of pressure in the nose, maybe some uncomfortable moments in the nose just from using it. And that's okay. Just embrace that embody it, saying, okay, this is where I'm feeling discomfort. In, in, exhale, reset. In, in, exhale, reset. Just moving through the breath. We're coming up on our retention here. As you begin to activate, maybe feeling even some fatigue with breathing. Let's just take two more together. In, in, exhale, reset. In, in, exhale, reset. All of us together. Full breath in. Expand, lift, open. Take another sip at the top. Maybe another one. Release it with the sound. Getting to our last breath here. One full breath all the way to the top. In through the nose. And release it to a neutral lung. And hold. No breathing. Holding here. Just holding the breath in this neutral state for one minute. Noticing what becomes active. Noticing any ringing, tingling changes in temperatures, changes of emotions. There's no right or wrong here. We're simply shifting and turning on the electrical system, which is your nervous system, sitting in water, your body, and creating activation in a way where we can reroute how we're feeling about these chemicals that were being produced. Now, you may feel active, you might feel restful, you might feel at ease, but what we're doing is we're associating this with this new state of being creating a new default mode that says I'm okay to breathe in this way. I'm okay to be lacking in CO2. This air hunger that I feel is real, but I can handle it. Breathing in, in three, two, one, take a full breath in all the way to the top, fully in, lift, lift, lift. Take another sip at the top, hold. Ready, releasing with a sound all the way down like this. As you get to the bottom, we're going to take another breath all the way up. Sip a little bit more. These are called God's breaths. As you take another sip, maybe even another one. Hold. Draw awareness to the space behind your eyes. And release with a sound. Welcome to do another one of those God's breath or as many as you feel like you need. And just becoming observant here of self, of all we went through. This was just two rounds of breath work. But be aware of what happened in these two rounds. And if it's something you'd like to go deeper with, you're certainly welcome to follow me. I have plenty of these tracks on my patron side of the my page on Podbean. I'll have the link in the show description. This is a safe place to come if you feel as though you're active. 
Now, you can continue to do those God breaths that have longer exhales as a place to move back into parasympathetic dominant activation, where you can go back to your four, seven, eight breath. The one that we learned as a home base breath at the very beginning. If you find like you'd like to learn more about this breath, I have a course online, which I'll leave the link in the description. And we can certainly go deeper, but this was meant to be a place for you to experience altered state getting out of the normal state of mind and thinking in a safe way. One that has the ability to trigger just a little bit, but always the availability to come home to you. Thanks for trusting me with your autonomic nervous system today and guiding you in this practice. I would love to see you in a retreat soon or a workshop, or maybe one of my breath courses online. Thanks for joining Life as an Observer today. See you soon.